0: The kingdom of God. Now, uh, let's keep in my mind and reminding that all this year we are talking about awaken to righteousness. Our righteousness is the trump card that we have that enable us to live out the kingdom of God. So without you understanding your right standing with God you're not going to be able to function in the kingdom of God. Let me say that to you again. Unless you understand your right standing with God, you're not going to be able to live out of the kingdom of God. Your right standing has nothing to do with you. Your right standing has everything to do with Jesus Christ. I'm righteous because of what he did. I'm not righteous because of what I've done. And that's what self-righteousness is. Self-righteousness is based on what I've done. Well, the Lord should do this for me because I I came to church this morning. So the Lord ought to bless me. Yeah, you know, that's, that's what self-righteous thing. Well, the Lord ought to do this for me. I know you're going to do this for me because I gave to someone who was in need. No. That's self righteous. Let me show you the righteousness that the Israelite had and that God desired that they would have the righteousness that we're speaking of. Casey, put this up in uh, uh, Romans chapter 10 and look at Let's start at verse 1. Romans chapter 10. And look at verse 1. <clears throat> it said, Brethren, my heart, desire, and prayer to God. For Israel is, and so you can put your family in there. Because I mean, family members, you have that thinking that, you know, God owes me this because of that. And so Paul is saying that my prayer is to God for Israel is that they might be what? Saved, right? We should all have a desire for our loved ones to be saved, even our community. Amen. So you may live in a community that may be, uh, uh, sometime, you know, well, you know, you can't, <laughs> you can't really tell, you know, uh, where what, what drugs is, is affected in a community or not. Sometimes we think because we live in an upper class of community or whatnot, or a cleaner community than others, and we say, well, there's no drugs in there, but you just don't know. Right? So, but no matter where you are, God puts you in a place whereas you can make the difference amen instead of trying to get out, you ought to be Lord thank you we by faith this community is changing why because number one you're there, but see you got to see yourself not through the lenses of your right standing or your righteous, righteousness, you're looking at it through the lens of God's righteousness that came to you and I through Christ Jesus. So the change is going to come about. How? When you begin to promote the life of Christ. Did y'all hear what I said? When you promote the life of Christ, That's when you're going to see changes take place in your community. People will fight religion. They will fight tradition. They will fight what's right, what's wrong. But what they will not fight is when you tell them how much God loves them. Or you tell them that God has paid the price for their redemption. Because what are you doing? You're offering them an alternative. You're not fighting them with words, man. you need to change you 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 need to change, man. You're all in dirt and you're still acting the thing. <laughs> I know what I'm just say probably don't say the same thing about me about if, if if you instead of here. <laughs> no, but think about it you you all you do is, is propelling a person to do what? To be worse. Because they already know. Amen. I don't need you to tell me I'm no good. I already know I'm no good. Is that right? <laughs> but I don't want you to tell me I'm no good. I'm a fight. Is that right? What worse, right? Okay. That's right. Who are you telling me that? Look at verse two, Casey. He said, for I bear them record, you see that, that they do what? They do have a zeal of God, but notice this, but not according to knowledge. See, if you don't have a revelation knowledge, and that can only come through the power of the Holy Ghost. Hmm? See, that knowledge that he's talking about is an, is an experiential knowledge. It's an, is an uh, intimate knowledge. It's a knowledge of knowing. So when you know something, you do it. But if it's just a, an, an intellectual knowledge, you may know what the word says, but you have no power or no ability in you to make the change. See, in other words, that knowledge produced, as Jesus said in John 8, 32, he said, it's the truth you know that makes you free. When he said the truth you know, it's the truth you have experienced. It sets the captives free. Once you have experienced the truth, you won't go back to drugs. You won't go back to homosexuality. Hmm? You won't go back to adultery, fornication. Hmm? You won't go back to lying, gambling. Hmm? When you know the truth, because you experienced it. See, once you experience that truth, there's a lot of love in that. See, it's not that I don't I don't go back because I got a gun to my head or I got some, No, it's that love. Because how could someone love me when I was way over here caught in the very act? And you didn't condemn me. You didn't judge me. Remember the woman with the issue I mean not the woman with the ishibula, the woman caught in the midst of adultery? Y'all know that story? Oh, y'all don't know the story. Let's see. Uh, <laughs> well, now, I'm talking about according to knowledge, right? I'm using this, okay? Now, watch this. Go to John chapter 8 and put, is it, start at verse 1, Casey. Jesus went to the mouth of Olives, and early in the morning he came again into the temple and all the people came unto him and sat down and noticed it. he did what? He taught them. And that's where you and I are. You, we are here to hear the gospel so that we can be what? Taught. Because when you leave here, that's when the application of life starts. You are here to be strengthened, to be recharged, Right? But when you leave here, you're leaving here to be a display for the glory of God. Amen. Next verse, okay. <clears throat> and the scribes and the Pharisee brought unto him, you see those who, those who did, the religious leaders, the ones who were hiding something, brought him a woman taken in adultery, and when he had set her In the midst. They had set her in the midst. They said unto him, Master, this woman was caught or taken in adultery. Notice he said the woman. He didn't say they. Just the woman. Right? That's where you women ought to be saying, Where the man? I didn't do it by myself. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Right? That what he did? (laughs) did. (laughs) Notice this. Next verse. Uh, And now Moses, he said, now Moses in the law commanded us that such should be what? Stone. So now you automatically know it wasn't about the woman. It was about setting Jesus up these religious leaders wanted to make Jesus look smaller than they. Are you getting this? Watch this. But what say ye, or what say thou? And they said, tempting him. You See it? Because they didn't look at Jesus as being superior over them. They did this to test him that he might that they might, what? Have a, to accuse him. Because now, not all are we going to stone that woman. We're going to stone you too. You got to be mindful sometimes, saints, when you're out there in the marketplaces. There are people out there to, to trip you up, to see can they trip you up. Hmm? Condemn you. Or make, you feel, or make you feel confused about, you'll stand as a believer. Hmm? Watch this. And they, that they might have to accuse him, but Jesus stooped down and with his finger wrote on the ground. Now we're talking about knowledge. Remember Romans 10, 2? See? He wrote on the ground as though he what? Heard them not. They didn't realize this was the one who gave the law. But now he's in a physical body, so they don't know. who They, they don't even know who it is they're speaking to. Hmm? Watch this. Next verse so when they continue asking him, he lifted him up himself and said unto them, you know, it's got to be God. Look at the wisdom. Look at the understanding here. He that is without sin among you. Well, we could say, well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I, I would in you know, no adultery. Yeah, I might, I might, I might, I, I might have been over here doing my drugs, but you know, I might have been cussing. but but, but it's not adultery. See, that's what human beings do, you see. We're trying to do what? Justify why I'm doing what I'm doing. And in the eyes of God, sin is what? Sin is sin. So then when they continued to ask him, he lifted up himself and he said unto them, he that is without what? Sin. sin among you, let him what? Wow. So therefore, we now recognize none of us can cast a stone or bring judgment against no one. None of us. Why? Because even though you're born again, you still got sin in your life. You say, well, what do you mean, Pastor? Well, you know, if you're married, you, do you always talk to your wife like you're supposed to? No. Why do you always talk to your husband like you ought to? No. I know y'all don't want to say no, but no. <laughs> 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 She's said what you wanted hear. <laughs> so, <laughs> Esther, that's, Esther, you don't, you don't do that, I huh, Esther. No, okay. <laughs> so, but what do we say? We don't always say, see, that's sin in itself. Right. See, you just think because, you know, what James say. for him to know what to do and don't do it is sin. Can you see that? It don't have to always just be, you know, the adultery, right, the fornication, right? The homosexuality, all this. We look at all of that, you know, oh, I don't do none of that, but that you're a lie. Yeah. So we put that in a different class, right? It, uh, it's all the same. <laughs> See, it's different for you and I because you want to justify. But in the eyes of God, you cannot justify right from wrong. He's a king, right? Okay, now watch this, that's not my lesson, but here we go. <clears throat> so he said, he that is without sin, among you let him do what? First cast a stone, okay? And again, he stooped down and he wrote on the ground. I believe when he stooped down and he wrote on that ground, I believe Jesus was writing out their sin. Now, you see, they're trying to tempt him, but he's writing out what's going on. Next verse. And they which heard it being convicted by their what? Own conscience. Because that's what took place when Adam and Eve ate of the tree in that garden. That's what took place. Their conscience judged them. Their conscience condemned them when they ate off that tree. I'll show you that in a little bit, okay? Watch this. And they went one by one, beginning at the elders, even unto the last. And Jesus was what? Left alone, and the woman standing in the midst. Watch this. This is what I want you to see. When Jesus had lifted up himself and saw none but the woman, He said unto her, what did he say to her? Woman, what? Where are those thine accusers? Hmm? She said, he said, has no man condemned thee? Next verse. She said, no man, Lord. And Jesus said unto her, neither do I condemn thee. Go and do what? Sin Sin no more. Huh? What did he do? He got her out of that situation, right? But if she opened the door again, she may not come out alive. Right? Why? Because even though you could be born again, your spirit is sealed, it's safe from sinning, but your soul and your body is not. You can give an inroad to the devil to attack you and bring destruction to your body, to your life. That's the reason why God don't want you to live in sin. It's not going to affect your relationship with him over here because it's sealed. When he talks to you and I, it's spirit to spirit. God is not talking to your head. He's not talking to your emotion. He's not talking to your senses. He's speaking through your spirit. God needs you alive so that his purpose in your life can come alive, can be displayed where others can see it. It don't do any of us any good to go to heaven right now when you have purpose instilled inside of you. The purpose of your existence is so that you could display the glory of God that's in you. He needs your body, my body, on the earth to display his goodness. Can y'all see that? Every one of you in here have a purpose. Whether it, it doesn't make a difference where you work at. If you work or if you retire, it does not make a difference. Every one of us in here has a purpose. Are you living out that purpose? Can you see it? Now, go back to Romans chapter 10 and I'll switch gears on you. Go back to verse 3. In dealing with the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Watch this. He said, for they being ignorant of God's righteousness. They're ignorant of which righteousness? God's righteousness. The same thing today. We got a lot of the church world is ignorant of God's righteousness. Look at this. And going about to establish their own righteousness. You see that? They have not submitted themselves where? Unto what? The righteousness of God. Can y'all see that? Now watch this. Well, let's go down a little bit further. For Christ is what? The end of the law for righteousness to what? Everyone that does what? That believes. So now, this righteousness of God is based on how one believes now. Okay? Now, he's going to tell you what type of belief you got to have. All right? Watch this. Keep going, uh, Casey. <clears throat> he said, For Moses described the righteousness which is of the law, that the man that doeth those things should live by them. Okay? That's the law. But the righteousness which is of what? Faith. It speaks on this wise. In other words, it's telling you what not to say. Okay? But go to verse uh, 8. This is what you're supposed to be. But what says it? So if if faith speaks on this wise, this is it. But what says it? The word is where? Nigh thee, even in your mouth, and where? In your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach or which we proclaim. In other words, so if faith, if the word is nigh thee, that means I can't be silent and live by faith. The just lives by faith. The righteous speaks by faith. Watch this. Next verse. Here's what the righteous will say. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shall believe where? In thine heart, that God has raised him, what? From the dead, thou shalt, what? Be saved. This is the gospel that you're preaching to anyone. But it's not just salvation for sin or the forgiveness of sin. We should be preaching, when we say salvation, we're talking about healing. Huh? We're speaking about prosperity, we're speaking about deliverance, and also we're speaking about the forgiveness of sin. But we don't just, we equate salvation only with the forgiveness of sin. No, salvation is an all-inclusive word. You're not only just supposed to be forgiven of sin, but you're supposed to have a prosperous life. You're supposed to live a healthy whole life in your physical body, in your mind. You're supposed to be free from all fear and terror. Are, you, are y'all getting what I'm saying here? Watch this. I'm, I'm going to show you something a, a little bit different in a minute. Look at verse 10. For with the heart, man does what? What well, he does, it he believes where? Unto righteousness. So, how, so we know righteousness come to us in a manner of how one what? Believe it. And with a mouth, confession is made where? Unto, what? Salvation. Is that right? All right, now watch this. Let's, let's, let's see how this works. Go to Psalm 91, verse 1 first. If you don't use this psalm every day of your life, I, if I, you know you don't have to use them but i Pray that you incorporate this song in your daily confession. Okay? This is what keep you alive on purpose. This is what keep every man of sickness and disease off of you on purpose. This is what keep all the traps, the bait that the enemy plot against you away from you on the purpose. Amen? All right, here we go. You ready for it? He that dwelleth where? In the secret place of the Most High shall abide where? Under the shadow of the Almighty. Now, we're talking about the righteousness of God. We're talking about those of us who are righteous. You are right standing with God through Christ Jesus so the righteous dwells in the secret place. That means you make your... Home in him. You allow Christ in you to be a dwelling place. So when you open your mouth, it should be filled with love. It should be filled with victory. It should be filled with triumphant faith. Huh? It is aware of the works of darkness. It is aware of the strategy, the wiles of the devil. See? That's what you're saying. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. One translation say, whose foe no, no foe can, uh, can withstand." In other words, you're in a place of, of, of protection that the enemy cannot touch you. Hmm? But the righteous have to speak by faith. Remember we read in verse 8? It said, but the righteous speak it on this wise. You say with your mouth. Huh? And believe in your heart. Um, Let's put this in the classic amplifier. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall remain what? Stable. That means fixed. Under the shadow of the I don't care about an epidemic. I don't care about a pestilence. It can't hurt me. It can't come nigh me. Now I'm, I'm I'm talking to you about your right standing. If you don't have that kind of belief, the assault that comes against you that you have no power to get it off of you is because you have, you lack knowledge. Hmm? When you lack knowledge, then there's no understanding to hold your ground. And then you don't have wisdom. There's no wisdom from God's word to help you to apply what you know because you don't know. Are you understand what I'm saying? Wisdom was with God when he created. Knowledge is giving us an intimacy of understanding that this is how it's done. So how is it done? He said he that dwells in the secret place of the Most High should remain stable, fixed under the shadow of the Almighty. Whose power no folk can withstand. So the devil is not even really an issue for you or me. You want me to tell you what your issue is? Not your mother-in-law either. <laughs> uh? No. It's your tongue. Hmm? It's your own mouth. See that little thing right there? That thing right there is a ball of five. You don't be concerned if you not watch It'll say things they got no business saying. Is that right? Okay, watch this. Next verse case. Now, this is what he said. He who dwells, right? But now look at verse 2. Verse 2 is coming from the perspective. This is what you got to say. You can't have these promises. You can't withstand the works of darkness with your mouth closed. Well, you know, it is what it is. I'm just only human. What can I do about this? You know, this virus that's out there is going around, everybody catching it. Oh, really? Everybody? Not me? See, people don't like when you talk like that. Well, what you mean not you? Just what I mean, not me. Amen? Boy, see, y'all got quiet in this. In this Protestant church, y'all got quiet on me. <laughs> look what he said. I will say. Look, look what he said. Look what the righteous say. I will what? Who's going to say that? The righteous. If you're the righteousness of God, which as, which as you are, the righteous say, I will say of the Lord, you, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God. On him, I lean and rely on. In him, I confidently trust. He said, no power. Whose fault no power can withhold, can, can come against you? So what are the powers that will come against you? You know, the principalities, the powers, but what are those powers that, that Satan uses as a device? We, we can, again, we can see all manner of evil on the earth. We can see, I mean... We don't have to go any further. Just all manner of evil coming on the earth that the enemy use in a mean of trickery. Ephesians 6.12 call it the wiles of the devil. He has a strategy, a plot. He's on the road. He's on the road to do what? He's on the road to see whom he can devour. Who, who, who is ignorant of the fact? Because if you're ignorant to the fact of what you really have as a believer, then guess what? The enemy is on the road to play mind game with your mind. That's what he's on the road to do. Watch this. Next verse, Case. For then he will deliver you from what? The snare of the fowler and from the deadly pestilence. Why? Because I say, I I made the the proclamation. I say, I would, go back to verse 2. I will say of the Lord. Who has to say of the Lord? You have to say. So if you keep your mouth closed, you won't get nothing. You get the assault. By default, you will be attacked. Why? Because you don't have to do anything to get sick. You don't have to do any, You don't have to do anything to get fat. Hmm. Right. Amen. But boy, go to say I'm gonna lose ten pounds. Watch the fight. <laughs> instead of you losing, instead of scale going this way, it going that way. Amen. Right. What is it doing? It's trying to put a... It's playing a mind game with you, a trickery. To do what? To get you to open your mouth and say, oh, this don't work. I tried this, I tried that, I done this, I done that. Well, look, I am what I am. I'm I just supposed to be like this. And if you notice, you just keep getting wider. Wider. See, and you're thinking... You're thinking it's what you eat, but guess what? It's your mouth that puts you in that place. You live, out of the, you live by your own deep thoughts of your own heart. What did Jesus say in Matthew 12, 34? Out of the abundance of the heart. That means you the prophet of your own life. Out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth will speak. Are you following me? You got to resist it. You looking to lose weight? You got to you gotta resist it. Now you can't keep eating little debits. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait a minute now. Y'all going too far. Somebody talking about church of fried chicken. Y'all going too far now. <laughs> Mess with my church's fried chicken. <laughs> Get you a cup of jalapeno peppers and make it go down easy. <laughs> All right. So notice that I will say of the Lord, right? Now watch verse 3. For then he will do what? Deliver you from because of what? Why? How will he deliver me? Because of what I say of the Lord. He is who? He's my refuge. So because he's my refuge, then guess what? He will deliver me. See, the righteous believe. The right, I'm. notice it, I'm speaking from a place of knowledge. Remember in verse 2 of Romans 10, he said, Paul said, I have a, a zeal that they may be, but they lack knowledge. Hmm? You can write this verse of scripture down. Well, hold hold this right here. Go to uh second Peter uh case second Peter two and look at verse one. <coughs> Notice this. <coughs> Is that second second Peter? Second Peter two. I mean Second Peter one, I'm sorry. That's a good thing right there, too. Simon Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, a special messenger, he said to those who have obtained an equal privilege of like precious faith with ourselves, notice this, in and where? Through the what? The righteousness of God and what? Of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Now watch this. Verse 2. May grace it... God's favor and peace, which is perfect well-being, all necessary good of spiritual prosperity and freedom from fear and agitating passions and moral conflict, be what? multiplied to you the full, personal, precise, and correct knowledge of God and of our Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, so what does it say? Grace and peace will be multiplied to you through the knowledge. So, the more grace, meaning that's on God's part, what He made provision, faith is the hand that I am responding to. To what grace have made. This is why we can now go back to Psalm 91 too. That's why he said, he that dwelled in the secret place shall abide under the shadow. Verse 2 says, I will say of the Lord. Why? Because I got knowledge. Can you see that? Grace and peace is multiplied to me. Because I have what? More knowledge about his protection. His prosperity. Can you see it? Now I'm not afraid. I'm not ashamed to say. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge. Verse 3. Sure, he said, then, He said? for he will what? Deliver you from the snare. Because of what you sing. Because of what you believe. Because of what you have knowledge of. See, a person that don't have knowledge, that don't have understanding, they'll think that this just a bunch of uh, yibby, yibby, yibby. Huh? <laughs> y'all understand what I mean by that, huh? yeah. But when you have knowledge, this is, this is my strength. This is, what you want, this is what you eat on. Remember, you know, y'all you ever, you ever watch Popeye? I still look at the cartoon every now and then. When Papa like he's losing. And Oliver, what's her name? Oliver. She get to hollering. Papa, And if that, that can of spinach come out that He's Superman, right? <laughs> That's your Superman right there. The word is your Superman. You, you become a Superman. That's your spinach right there. The word of God, right? Watch this. So he will then deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the deadly pestilence. Can you see that? What is a deadly pestilence? Anything that wants to destroy you, right? Next verse. Then he will cover you with his pinion. Put in the NLT. Now, I want you see it in this light. He will cover you with his feathers. He will shelter you with his wings. His faithful promises are your armor and protection. Hmm? His faithful what? Promises. Meaning when you speak the word, he promised his word. He said he watched over his word to perform. So if you say no evil shall befall me, nor any plague come nigh my dwelling, you going to have what you say. But you got to have what? Knowledge. Have to have understanding. Because why? The resistance of the foe is going to try to turn up the volume even more so to get you to doubt. But when you have knowledge, when you have understanding, you won't back down. I will save the Lord. See? Why? Because you got understanding. But if you don't have no understanding, you say, well, man, I tried that. I did that. I spoke that. And nothing happened. Nope, nope, nope. You didn't have enough. You didn't have. You had an intellectual knowledge of knowing what is said, but you didn't have an experiential knowledge of understanding that, hey, the Holy Ghost showed you how to stand against this. Right? Next verse case. What, what does it say? Read it out loud to me. Do not what? Do not be afraid of what? The terror of the night, nor the arrow that what flies in the day. Don't be afraid. Why? You are the righteousness of God, but through Christ Jesus. Next verse. Do not dread what? The disease that what stalk in darkness? Nor the disaster that what strikes at the midday. I'm just telling you, Saints, I use these scriptures every day. I'm just telling you what you got to put in motion. You want to live the victorious life and do it on purpose? You got to have this in your awesomeness. You don't have to quote word for word, but you got to know what it says. Notice with verse 7. Though a thousand may fall at your side and ten thousand at your, you know, are dying all around you, these evil will not touch you. They will not what? So, whatever that evil is, it can't touch you. Just open your eyes and see how the wicked are punished. See, only what you are, you just see. Why? Because God is protecting his. Hmm? Look at the next verse. If you make the Lord your refuge, you make the most high your shelter. No evil will what? Oh. No plague will do what? I don't care what it is. You got something dysfunctioning in your home? You don't let it stay like that. In my uh, online class I did Thursday. I thought I was going to teach. But the word of prophecy and the gifts of what was it? Uh, the gift, the word of knowledge. So all I did that for an hour was minister to people on my online Bible school. So what is that from from this perspective? Why? Because whatever you tolerate, then. God's word has no way of penetrating to bring you the victory that you're looking for. Look, we all are faced with negative reports, disappointments, or whatever. Okay, I get it. But then when you and I, as a believer, you go to the word of God, what do you do? You get yourself some hope. Where does the hope come from? The word of God. You find out what it is I'm facing. You begin to find scriptures concerning that, and you begin to start standing on that. That's where you get the hope from. And now, what looked like something of disappointment or hurt, now I can go to the word of God, and it tells me, no, what it said? No evil will conquer you. Whoa. Oh. You just got this evil report. But then you found in the word, no evil will conquer me. So what happened now? All of a sudden, my emotion begins to... That's right. Because now I got a truth that overcame a truth that told me this but because I dwell in the secret place because I'm the righteousness of God through Christ Jesus and I make it my dwelling place I don't just park there you know it's not like sometime I go there you got to stay there you got to live in that presence so when you live in that presence and when you get a negative report he said no evil will conquer you no evil. No plague will come near your home. You can keep a plague from coming to your house. That's what we do. My wife and I, we believe no plague will come near our home. No evil will, no evil will come nigh us. And you can't tell me it don't work because we've been doing it for too long. So you're too late. I'm not afraid of nothing. Hmm? Why? Because no evil that's plot against me can prosper. It won't. It can't. In South Baton Rouge, it ain't. <laughs> Are y'all getting what I'm saying? That's the kind of confidence you got to have. You say, oh, but well, Pastor, wait a minute. <laughs> Knock on wood. Get away from all that. <laughs> that religious bunk. That don't work. Some folks say, well, man, I don't want to say too much, but things, you know, I'm just waiting for the other shoe to fall. I, don't, I, don't, I still don't know what that means, you know? But you hear that. You hear folks say, you know, man, things been all right, but I'm just waiting for the other shoe to fall. So that means you're waiting for evil. You're waiting for something negative to come about. In other words, you're saying, I can't expect all this good and nothing bad happen. Why not? Well, we just live in a world that, you know, look all around. Well, it should not come now. you. See, it's based on your perspective. Living a Christian life is not hard. Living a Christian life is impossible without God. Without the Word. Without having an understanding of the power of the Holy Ghost. If you don't pray in tongues, you're already lost. Because that's your, look, that's your weapon. When you pray in other tongues, what happened? you are Notice this: your mind is unfruitful, unproductive. It can't think. It can't give words. It' just got to shut up and listen. Hmm? ABC brought a preacher on on the panel. to show that a person can pray with their understanding how their mind is active. And then when a person prays in tongues, their mind is unproductive. I said, man, we've been doing this here all our lives. They could have had me on that. I could have told them in a quick... But they're not going to have somebody like me on that. That's too sassy. <laughs> <laughs> but if you don't pray in tongues... You're already defeated. It's your praying in the spirit. You know what I mean by praying in the spirit? I've, I've drive from one place to another. Some people, they'll say, oh, man, that ju- what you saying? I don't know. <laughs> but God knows. And it's a strength. How do you know what you're saying? I don't need to know what I'm saying. But I'll know what I'm going to do when I need to do it. I'll be running. I could run praying in tongues. I could run six miles. I can run 13 miles. I can pray in tongues the whole while. And I can be loud because I got my little things in there. They think I'm singing. They don't know what I'm And I'm running anyway. They can't hear it anyway. Right? That's what you need to be doing. You need to be praying in the spirit as much as possible. When you got your mouth closed, you're losing. Go ahead and pray with me a little bit in the spirit. See, some of y'all don't even want to do that. They look at it. Y'all ain't done this. Some of y'all ain't prayed in the Spirit in so long. You, it's just like, man, I forgot how to do that. No, it's like riding a bike. If you hadn't been filled with the Spirit, I pray right now that you get filled with the Spirit of speaking another tongue. You may start out speaking in English, but then all of a sudden your tongue just starts speaking in a language that you don't know. What are we talking about? We're talking about the righteous. The, the Bible said the kingdom of God suffered violence and the violent take it by force. Well, this is how you're going to take it by force. By praying another time. You got a negative report that come against you. You don't know how you're going to get the money. You don't know how you're going to be cured of this. You don't know how your daughter is going to stop this or your son, whatever. The Bible said, no evil shall befall me. This is an evil. And I forbid you. I resist you. Say, what you doing? I'm getting wisdom. I'm getting wisdom on the inside because I said, No evil shall befall me. Then the Holy Ghost is giving me the word I need to speak to that thing. Because I said, No evil shall befall me. This will not conquer me. So, therefore, I'm praying in the Spirit. I'm getting the mind of God on there. I don't want my mind, I want His mind. Oh so and they shake it. And then all of a sudden it just hit you. I know what we're gonna do. The power of God is in you right now. You can sense it. The atmosphere just shift. <laughs> yeah, you can feel it. It didn't shift. That's a demonstration of the Holy Ghost of showing you you need this tool to fight with. If you don't pray in another tongue, the enemy will beat your brains out. See, when you pray in the Spirit, He don't know what's going on. <laughs> Come on, pray with me. This is not for Facebook. It's on Facebook, but this not for. It's for you that's here. If they if they listen, they can get in on it. Oh, just think about the crisis you've com- you're confronted with. Think about some changes that need to be made in your life, or some changes you're looking to be made for for some reason, whatever it may be. No- notice it. The answer right now is in your spirit. You're praying it out in tongues. What are you doing? I'm making that thing bow its knee to the name of Jesus. I'm making that thing bow its knee because I'm the righteousness of God. This is not supposed to be happening to me. This is not supposed to be going on in my life. This can't stay in my life. Because I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Not because of what I've done, but because of what Christ has done for me. So you're taking rule, you're taking authority. Are oh, y'all listen to me? You pray in the spirit as much as you can. I'm telling you, man, this is as a calmness, as a peace, as a, and I'm telling you, you walk, you walk with that. That's what I do, man. I, when I, that's why I exercise. I go exercise or whatnot, and, you know, I run by myself. Because I don't ever know what my experience is going to be. And you just pray, man. You pray or you're listening. You're listening. You're feeding. You're feeding. You're listening. And then when somebody come up to you to have a need or whatever, you can address it by the Holy Ghost. See, you'll be able to tell them things by the Spirit, by faith that you won't tell them just in the natural. But when you're full of the Holy Ghost, you're telling, why, "Why you keep letting that thing get the victory over you?" That's when you're full of the Holy Ghost, and you wouldn't say that in the natural, you see. But in why you keep letting that thing get the victory over you? See, it's gonna either fire them up or they're gonna make them mad. <laughs> ha, ha ha ha! I think I lost the service. Any question about this? Yeah. see some of y'all need some answers right now. and you think it's way out of there. But it's not. It's in your mouth and it's in your heart. It's the word of faith that we proclaim. You just don't know the word of faith on it. You don't have to always just know. But if you're praying in the spirit, you're going to hear something right here. You're going to hear something. And it's going to bring you out. That's going to be your delivery. That's going to be your breakthrough. Then you have to have the boldness to act on it. Why are you doing that? Well, this is what I sense in my heart. This is what I heard. Don't expect everybody to go with your belief. Matter of fact, be careful who you talk to. Amen. Say, "What well, they say, I don't care if they are say they are, You know how? You know the devil believed too, but there was no change. Yeah. Oh la That's what y'all gonna do. That's what y'all want y'all to do. I'ma let y'all. Y'all gonna leave here today, praying, praying in a tongue, praying in a spirit, taking charge, taking control. You're the ruler. God has given unto you His authority through Christ Jesus in the earth. We cannot expect God. Nor can we expect the Lord Jesus to come down here and get the job done. He's given us the authority. He's given us His name. Hmm? When something come against you, Jesus. Yeah, something come against Jesus. Something coming at you, Jesus. Oh, you understand what I'm saying? Coming at you. Jesus. Your ministering angel is here right now waiting on you. He's waiting on you to assign him. I'm going to give you this last verse of scripture now. Stop. Psalm 103. I think y'all got the logistics of what I'm saying here. Psalm 103. Um. Casey, go to is it 20, 21? Look at that for a moment. Put it in King James. Yeah. Go back one verse. Let's see. That's it. Bless the Lord. Everybody say, bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Yeah, Ye angels, ye his angel that excel in strength. That do His commandments. This is the part you got to pay attention to, the whole verse. But what does it say right here? Hawking where? Well, who's speaking the word? Whoever is speaking, the angel is hearkening. So when I say Jesus, whatever's coming to me, boom. I told you I was running the other day and a, a pain hit my knee. I said, Jesus! I kept on going. I'm serious. Jesus! Boy, I wish they did have a devil in here wanting to cut up. Jesus! He's he, he running by now. I've got, I got him on the run. Why? Because he knows. He knows who know what they're talking about. He can't, he can't mess with you when he knows you know. That's the name for y'all. That's the name. That's why I say in the name of Jesus. That name has authority. That name strips Satan on his own ground. The spirit of Jesus Himself was held captive. The devil, like he, you know, all the demons in hell. You know how you you hold somebody down on the ground. Jesus' spirit. Just use your imagination. He was held in hell them demons was holding him trembling him we got him and the father told the holy ghost go get him <laughs> and when he told him let him go boom jesus come up out of that grave come out of that out of that prison of hell the Bible said he was, he was, he was just, he was raised for our justification. That means that's proof. That's evident. You won. You got his spirit in you. You got a crisis in your house. This ain't supposed to be. I ain't tolerating this no more. I ain't putting up with this no more. You got to be serious with what you walk, Now, it's not going to make God love you anymore, no. It's not going to make God do do you any better. But it'll make you love him more. It'll make you want to do better with him. Because he already made his mind up about you, J.W. Because you're a cowboy fan, he already made his mind up about you. Well, now I'm about to start a fight. Amen. But do y'all y'all understand what I'm saying? I know we got some Saints fan in here, but you know. But let's stay in the spirit. Stay in the spirit, like I said, in the spirit. <laughs> Love one another. <laughs> Amen. But you do you got it? You cannot. And I'm closing with this. Bless the Lord on my soul. I mean, bless the Lord, ye angels. You angels. They belong to you. You don't have to see them. Excel in strength to do his commandment, harkening to the voice of his word. Next verse. Bless the Lord, all ye his hosts, ye ministers of his. And what? That do his pleasure. So you're going to hearken to the word and do what the word says. Now you have opportunity to give this morning. Are you ready to give? This is a way of hearkening to his commandment. Put this up case of Malachi chapter 3 verse 10. We're done. Y'all done? Y'all learn anything this morning? Any questions about what we said today? I don't want you to leave here, you know. Well, I think I know. No, you can ask questions here. We are not a church that uh, you don't know. I mean, that you don't ask questions. This is a classroom. Not a church. It's a classroom. This is a place.